Three familiar faces are perched on the edge of a railing of a ferry boat. The wind whipping at their faces, the salty water dripping from their chins, and they're smiling, glad to have a week off of their usual school activities. Spencer, Graham, and Harriet, together for a little spring break vacation. But in the backs of their mind, they know that this isn't all play. They're heading out to an island off of Maine. It's pretty cold, even though it's spring. And they got a cold chill in the back of their neck because they carry another passenger with them. The soul of Dr. Horsley in the depths of Harriet's backpack. And the reason they're going to Maine, of course, is because... Because that's where Dr. Horsley's funeral is planned. Yes, it's a rather grim spring break that they have planned for themselves, but they were never the Cancun types anyway. Well, maybe Graham. (laughs) He's not too happy with the fact that those aren't palm trees approaching them on the horizon there. What, whatever grows in, Pine in New England. Pines, pines, yes. But there is one thing that does warm his heart. The, <laughs> the incredibly bubbly friend who we've yet to name from Harriet's friend group who has insisted to come along on the trip. She comes r- running out of the cabin on the ferry. Okay, I'm warming up for a voice. I'm warming up for a voice. C- clutching, <laughs> clutching hot dogs in her hands. Lobster rolls. Lobster rolls. Lobster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Maine. We're in Maine, New England. Um. Oh, well, hi, guys. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Um. Um. Okay, wait. I want to, I want to embody this voice. Let me, just give me a second here. Um. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so happy to be here with you all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. It's Harriet's friend from England. The Shakespearean lit uh, classmate from England. um, Anne Hathaway. (laughs) Anne Anne Hathaway is actually a very common name over there. Anne Hathaway. I'm just so happy to be here oh, with you all. I can't, I can't so do bad. this accent for very long. It's so bad. Anne Hathaway, <laughs> like apostrophe Hathaway. That's how the name is spelled. And she's she's um, Harriet's friend from England. I didn't think you all would invite me, but I'm glad you did. They didn't really invite her. She more like invited herself. But Graham warmed to her quite quickly because... The, the group was missing a sort of bubbly energy that, that she has. She hands hot dogs to the whole group. Lobster rolls. Lobster rolls. She, <laughs> she hands lobster rolls to the entire group. And as Graham takes his from her, he just looks at her and he, and he, he thinks, wow, a woman who appreciates the culinary arts. <laughs> it's just like this fast food lobster roll from a fairy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where are we going again? <laughs> Oh god. And that's that's uh. cue music. I this accent, I really just picked an accent I can't do. It's amazing. 
Don't we we just dive headfirst into this shit, don't we? Where are we going? Welcome to Story Jazz, everybody. It's the Ghost Hunters again. Welcome. Oh, we're back. We're back. Um, I'm glad to be back in the body of of Spencer Graham and and Harriet, and also back in the body the of collective body. the collective body, um, and the bodyless, the bodyless of Mr. Horsley, who is clamped shut inside a little like sil- silver threaded clamshell clamshell yeah so you know when i was thinking about returning to ghost hunters i was thinking that the big loose end that's tied or not tied <laughs> the big loose end that's untied is our dr horsley and the, and the potential for for bringing him back from the brink of death yeah let's let's use our completely non-defined so far ghost-based magic system to to bring somebody back from the dead how hard could it be uh i just love the idea of a of them crashing a funeral trying to steal a body oh, and fantastic so who who knows what's going to happen who knows what sort of uh, bumbly jumbly <laughs> shenanigans these this crew will come up with and um also i apologize in advance to our audience and to sam in particular for foisting a new character voice upon us that I can't even do very well. So of course Sam is going to have to pick up the I slack. Mean, I mean, I just, yeah, sure. I can, I can try. I can try to voice Anne Hathaway, which is... Anne Hathaway? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe we just went into a cold open and created this absolute train wreck of a character. I hope that she... I'm actually, I'm, I'm certain that we will turn her into an actual human being. Um... Like inside the story, not like Frankenstein, not not like not like we're gonna try to actually bring something to life. Hello, governor. She's alive. I'm a fucking zombie. Oh god. I'm a fucking. I'm Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, comma a zombie. A zombie. Now in theaters. Apologies to any British fans listening. This is meant to be us celebrating you. Yes, us celebrating you, you colonialist bastards. Okay, why don't we get a first scene? Yeah, let's do away with formalities. Yeah, let's just let's just start another Ghost Hunters arc. Also, just just by the way, I'm Softy, and this is Sam. If you guys are new to the show, greetings, everybody. I mean, this is chapter three of Ghost Hunters. We would assume that you listen to chapters one and two first, which are iconic. And if you haven't, you should. Amazing. I'm. I think I'm far enough removed from that past self now that I can actually be like. Yes, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, we did, it was definitely our first, you know, fully formed story, and uh, it shows. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's got nostalgia in it for me. So, anyway, y'all, welcome back. Welcome to Story Jazz. Seagulls screech in the sky <coughs> as the four <laughs> college kids disembark the ferry. <coughs> One of them with the weight of a soul <coughs> in her backpack. One of them still remembering the chills that he got when he first touched a spectral being during a hazing ritual. And one of them thinking about what to name his shiny ghastly that he just caught in Pokemon Crystal. The fourth member of the group, Anne, is just so psyched. So psyched to be here. So happy to be here. (laughs) Oh my God, this almost looks like a a little, (laughs) like a second England. Somebody thought, Let's make another, granted, like a slightly worse England over here on these little islands. What, what do you call this place? Um, this is, this is Maine. 
Okay, guys, what do you guys think about Liam? This is Graham speaking? Like as a name for the shiny ghastly. What do you think about <laughs> Liam? Oh, <laughs> uh, Graham, that's that's just not a that's just that not seems, appropriate. That seems a little insensitive, Graham. I mean I think it's just Peachy Keen. <laughs> God, I'm butchering this character so bad. Graham smiles and gets a little uh, and blushes a little bit at Anne's uh, ignorant approval of the name <laughs> and um, hits start, which, as we all know, when you're <laughs> naming a Pokemon, <laughs> it jumps the cursor to the OK button. <laughs> it's Liam, then. Oh, guys, is that is that our hotel over there? And Spencer points to a creaky swinging sign and some shutters hanging off their hinges and uh, and uh, a swing set with one swing swinging in front of it of this old oh, wooden building at the sort of end of the street. <laughs> and suddenly we understand why everything Stephen King writes is set in Maine. And uh, Harriet checks the brochure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, this is the the old barnacle? This is it, I guess. And he takes a deep breath, and he knocks on the door. A little window opens to the side of the door. Very small. Smallest window you've ever seen. The size of a plum. <laughs> <laughs> you might recognize this reference from the Ghost Hunters mini jazz. Check it out. Anyway. <laughs> yes, a plum-sized window opens, and all they see through through it is is like a part of a face like an eye looking out at them and the eye says you gotta knock you, you gotta knock in the right pa- pattern um what's the what's the pattern uh or harriet looks at the brochure and says here oh okay um it's five five fifths time quarter beat rests it's iambic pentameter <laughs> <laughs> no no okay wow that was that was actually um, really good. The door suddenly opens and whoever was behind the little window is, is standing in front of them now. He's this, it's this big, big round dude um, with a goatee. With an apron way too small, sort of wrapped around the front of his stomach. With a goatee and thick glasses. And he looks down the at them. The three of them sort of flinch at the apron at first, but. <laughs> uh, uh, but but then they realize it's, you know, it's not disembodied. It's not floating. So it's all, it's all good. There's a lot it's, of. It's in fact quite embodied. Yeah, there's a lot of body there. Uh, and the man looks down at them and says, Hi, just trying out a new thing. I thought I'd make it a little more of an atmospheric. Like, oh, did yeah. that seem mysterious to oh, you yeah. guys? Like Atmos- the, the, the atmosphere. The, the, yeah. The, the yeah, place is great. a little run down. So I thought, like, why not, you know, make it like a cool sort of gothic, I don't know, like Adam's family sort of vibe? Because I think that would take yeah. less less work to just say, you know, it's the. Uh, it's the aesthetic of the place. I love it, says Harriet. Um, can you, we're kind of carrying some bags. Can we see our room? And then we'd love to discuss uh, aesthetics with you. After we, can we see our, oh, our room? Oh, yeah, of, of course. I'm, I'm Harriet Bartleby. Absolutely. I should have it until Friday, the room. Right, yeah, no, I don't have to check your name. You guys are the only ones who actually booked, booked oh, a room oh, okay. this season. Not a lot of people come up to Maine uh, during spring break, so, you know. Um, I was just kind of surprised. I've been pretty alone. Pretty alone oh, here. Oh, we we're really we're really excited about um, all the main attractions. The main main attractions. Yeah, I'm 
looking forward to the lobster festival. It's a lobster festival, right? Everybody just sort of ignores Spencer's <laughs> pun. But the man just like stares for a moment as he realizes the joke that Spencer just made. Oh, God. And then he bursts out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> That's a good one. Come on in, guys. <laughs> and he um, pads along through the sort of large foyer under a chandelier that looks like it's holding on by a hair. And uh, Spencer and Harriet follow him quickly after, but... Anne sort of nudges Graham a little bit and points the other way and says, do you see what I see over there in the corner? Uh, Graham looks up from the Game Boy. Looks up from the Game Boy uh, and, and glances over and sees an, an old wheel. Uh, what do you call the wheels on a ship? Ship's the, wheel. Ship's wheel. <laughs> the, the, the one you turn to turn the ship, right? Um, it's an old ship's wheel. I, I swear that it would have moved, but it must be just playing tricks on me eyes. Graham just shrugs and says, yeah, you know, I'm not really phased by that kind of stuff anymore. She says, oh, oh, really? You must be very brave to be so unfazed by such spooky business. Boy, am I happy to have you along. <laughs> and Graham blushes again and is just overwhelmed. Like, well, well I don't know. And you're pretty cute to boot. <laughs> And and grabs the bags and walks after Spencer and <laughs> Harriet. So um, this is the old barnacle, so named because when we found it, it was so covered in barnacles, we were pretty sure that it might just be like a, a like a singular organism made of barnacles. But then we scratched them off, and it uh, turned out that. Um, my wife and I had inherited a pretty decent uh, little bed and breakfast. So we sleep over there in the apartment that, uh, there, yeah. Um, that over there is the mold wing. It's, uh-huh. it's completely just mold. mold um, wing. We haven't really, we're going to re- renovate it once we get the money together, but we just wow. haven't sort of made enough yet. So uh, we're really glad to have you guys. And uh, yeah, no, um, we're, we're happy to be here. Yes. Um, can, can we unpack and we'll we'll see you downstairs? The the, the brochure said um, breakfast and dinner is part of the whole package. Is that right? Harriet asks. Uh, yeah, breakfast and dinner. And at that moment, Anne and Graham catch up and Anne goes, oh, golly, I, I'm sure this... Do they say God? Do British people say golly? <laughs> and, uh, I, at this point, I've just annihilated this character so bad. Don't okay, worry we can, about we can it. bring her back. We can bring her back just like we're bringing back Horsley. <laughs> Um, gee, gee whiz. <laughs> gee willikers, bad man. Gee willikers. Uh, this place has got to be haunted, right? Right, Harriet? And she nudges Harry. Um, and Harry sort of rolls her eyes. She doesn't, like, know. Anne doesn't know what happened um, with Liam Ferris and, and all that. The, the The haunting that brought her and Spencer and Graham together as friends. But... She still jokes about it a lot. To be honest, Harriet isn't sure, even through the course of their entire friendship, what Anne does actually know. <laughs> I can't wait to explore these halls with you, Harry, and find little magical corners where we get inspired and, you know, write our little poems and, and work on our, on our 
bachelor's thesis together. That's why we're here, right? Uh, Harriet, Harriet nods. Yes, um, I'm sure we'll find plenty of time. But also, I think it's... um, And then Spencer cuts in. Vacation is about relaxing and taking some time to recover from school. Yeah, and and, uh, catching shinies and video games and food. (laughs) Oh, I'm just so pleased to have some food as well. I've been looking forward to these uh, lobster rolls from all the various lobster roll shacks and and food trucks, as you Americans call them. She's been living in the States for like three years now because she's in Harriet's <laughs> year, but she's still playing up the whole... Maybe she's a transfer student. Maybe she's a transfer student. Uh, okay, says the owner of the of the place. I, I'm so glad that my my place is filled with Young voices again. You can't can't imagine how incredibly lonely it's been. It just truly, deeply lonely. Um, do we do we catch your name? I'm. Uh, uh, he, it seems for a moment as though he has to remember his own name. I'm uh, Cameron Nelson. Oh, Nelson. Nelson Cameroon. I'm Nelson. Nelson Cameroon. That's my name. Uh, nice to meet you. Um. I'm Spencer. This is my uh, brother, Graham. That's uh, Anne Ath- Athaway, and that's it's uh, Athaway with, a, with an apostrophe. That's how you. That's how you write it. <laughs> I, it. I'm from a small enclave in in England that that literally abolished the H. So it's literally Anne Athaway with an apostrophe. And Spencer says, "No, no relation to the actress. You, you should know." <laughs> and Anne says, "What actress?" I mean, the the actual joke was like uh, Shakespeare's wife's name is Anne oh, Hathaway. It is? it is that was the joke I was making when you were like another Shakespearean lit. Yeah, I think I think the the actress is going to be very much more present in people's minds. Therefore, uh, uh, what actress? I'm named after Shakespeare's wife. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Except she used that filthy letter. <laughs> um. Thanks, Nelson. Um. We really appreciate you uh, opening your your home to us. Yeah, says the big man. Yes, that's me, Nelson. Uh, What's the Wi-Fi password? Says Graham. The Wi-Fi is capital B. So like capital spelt out, (laughs) but all lowercase. So lowercase capital B. Graham like tries to type along. B is capitalized, all capitalized. So B. Okay, yeah. B. E E like capital wait so C A P I T A L all caps except for the yeah, L all, all no 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 all lowercase all lowercase all lowercase it's capital all lowercase <laughs> all capital so then um that is B B all caps B in all caps so B just just B, B or yeah. B like the letter or the like just or the like, or like the B a like, B no 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 like like B E like to be to be capital. or not to be to be to be or not yes. to be says and Harriet Harriet it's a that's Shakespeare our, reference that's our thing <laughs> and Harriet is just like yeah I'm asking myself that question right now too actually <laughs> so capital B yes okay capital that's B it. and then it's one two three uh, okay and he types the numbers so, one two three no 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 one the the Roman numeral one. The Roman num okay. Two. He goes back. So an I, a capital I. Yes. 
one and then two like t-o like to be or not to be i get it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then three the number the arabic number no 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 three written out and then the number is afterwards three the three written out the number (laughs) (laughs) i think this joke has gone on far enough yeah i mean it's it's most of the episode at this point (laughs) thanks for the wi-fi i'm sure we'll we'll figure it out or you could just write it down says spencer but uh we'll i guess we'll we'll unpack and and see you tonight for for dinner yeah says nelson yes and then he just sort of stands there so they, they sort of awkwardly start unpacking their things and picking their beds and stuff. And he's just sort of st- standing there watching them, <laughs> smiling quietly. Is, the, is there anything we can do for you, um, Nelson? And Nelson sort of snaps out of it and goes, uh, I... And then he scuttles off. He just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little weird, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's, he's a little weird. I thought he was lovely. Harriet nods as and goes, well, um, let's unpack and then let's see if we can find the grave beach. The beach. And she <laughs> nods to Anne. Oh, I'd love that. You know how cold and wet and windy the beaches are over in, in my home country. It just, I came to America to do spring break, to have fun, to drink cocktails, to be out in the sun. It would be hot and I'd see the sea and it would be amazing and that's what we're gonna do hard cut to the main beach which is just as like <laughs> it's, yeah in Maine it's just as rocky and cold and this, windy this awful whistling sound there's these there's this like cliff off on the side of the island that is like almost flute shaped that just produces this constant ghostly howling <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call it ghost <laughs> island or they call it flute shaped cliff island so the flute shaped cliff island or or fs C.I. Flus- Flusky, for short. Spencer leans over to Harriet and says, she knows that we can't go to bars or anything or get drinks because we're all under 21, right? Harriet shrugs. I haven't really had the heart to tell her. All right, but um, the graveyard, did you figure out where the graveyard is? Harriet uh, pulls up a printout of the Facebook event <laughs> for Horsley's burial <laughs> that she somehow got into. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham looks at it and raises his eyebrows and goes, not only have you printed out a website, but the website you've printed out is Facebook. And I think the worst part is that you accepted the invitation <laughs> instead of saying maybe. The cool people say maybe. If you accept, everybody knows like you you need this. You know what I mean? And Harriet says, it's a, it's a funeral. <laughs> okay, guys, I think we just need to get the plot moving a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I saw the graveyard sort of on our left as we were walking towards the beach. I mean, this town is like, what? There was a sign out front, 363 people. Like, it's not that big. Um, We should probably figure out who Professor Horsley's relatives are, right? They thought they were having this conversation while Anne was off sulking. So not sulking, actually. <laughs> Anne was off sort of walking across the beach, walking barefoot across the hard, like sharp, like fucking sharp <laughs> gravel of the beach. Probably, probably like 20% glass shards, probably. But she's like, oh, this is so different and cool. But as they are talking about the graveyard, suddenly she's over their shoulders like, we're going to a graveyard? How exciting. So spooky. Oh. Spencer goes, oh. uh, 
<laughs> That's Graham. And Harriet is deadpan. She has jump scare training. She she got anti-jump scare training when she was a six-year-old, so there's nothing. And Harriet sighs. Yeah, so we didn't want to um, ruin the mood, and but you know how we three have been planning this trip just like for the three of us for like a, a long, long, long time before you sort of decided to just book the same oh. Airbnb. Oh my good. Oh my goodness. I feel so embarrassed. Uh, is it, is it that kind of trip? Like, you know, and she starts winking like that, like the three of you together, that kind of wink, wink. And that I'm so <laughs> Spen- sorry. And, and, and Harriet and Graham both sort of shake their heads and Spencer looks back and forth between them. He's like, I, what? I don't get it. And Harriet says, no, no, um, we're actually here for a friend's uh, funeral. And we thought it would it would be kind of like awkward and, and sad if, if you came, came along because funerals are so, you know, you're, so, you're such a happy person oh, and, and funerals funeral. are so... Of course. So not so quiet. I noticed you were packing. You were packing so many black clothes. I I packed some as well. Um, some of the old mum's funeral garments I brought with me just in case. So don't don't worry about me. I'm 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 perfectly prepared to go to a funeral with you all. Graham says, "Oh well, well, great. That'll be easy." And Harry says, "No, that's what I'm saying. Is is I actually was gonna to ask you not to come." Don't worry, Harriet. I've got three different kinds of shawls. You can borrow sh- one. Shawls? No, I shawls, shawls aren't the problem. Black look, shawls. Listen, and look, lacy ones, slightly see-through, Anne, totally Anne, opaque. And <laughs> we're not that good of friends, okay? Oh. And suddenly the group falls silent. And I'm sorry. Oh, I'm. I know you want to do your I, your essay with me, your poem, but I just think this part of the trip is is personal, and we're not that good of friends. And I frankly, I think that you aren't the type of person that I would bring to a funeral. Okay. And Graham is like staring at Harry, and Spencer. Even Spencer's like, that's a that's a bit harsh. Wow. I I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't realize that it was such a big deal to you. I didn't. I mean, I I knew funerals were a big deal to you, but I didn't realize that that I was like not not a big deal to you. Um, I'll just I'm just gonna maybe I'll, I'll see I'll see y'all around later. Bye, bye, Graham. Bye, Spencer. See you, Ari. So she walks back toward the B and B and leaves the three alone on the on the terrible beach. Spencer has no idea what to say, but. Graham sort of elbows Harriet in the side and goes, what the hell did you do that for? That's kind of a dick move, Harriet. Harriet sort of chews her tongue for a second. Yeah, well, uh, the dick moves are my specialty in this group, aren't they? And she starts walking toward the cemetery. You guys do the ghost stuff. I'm going to do the real people stuff. And Graham pockets his Game Boy and says, I'm going to talk to Anne. You just, just call me if you find anything. And Graham chases after Anne. Spencer just sort of stands on the shitty beach and looks back and forth between Harriet and Graham. Shell-shocked a bit. And then Harry calls out, Spencer, come on. Oh, yeah. All right. And he follows her toward the cemetery. Hello, governor. Hi. Telegram for you, governor. Hi, yes. 
Okay, thanks. Um, are you, are you, you the governor of this fine what? city? This isn't, a, this isn't a telegram. This is just really neatly folded toilet paper. Gotcha! <laughs> uh, and the young British child <laughs> runs away. <laughs> No, wait, we're not we're not in fiction mode right now. We're in ad break mode. Uh, small British child, come back. Tell me, what was the message that you actually had for me? Tell me the message. No, the small British child has has disappeared across the horizon. Wait. You must unfold wait. the paper and read the message yourself, Softy. It says, follow Story Jazz on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> and Twitter at Story Jazz Cast. What? And it says, the other That's side... That's so unexpected. The other side says, uh, email them at storyjazzcast at gmail.com. What is... What is this? And then there's a footnote that says that apparently like podcast ratings are really important. So like if you want, leave a couple of stars on the Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use. Please do, everyone. Uh, we really appreciate your listening and your rating and all of your lovely feedback. And you're you're so you're so very important to us. It's so important, in fact, that we listened to your feedback and went back to Ghost Hunters. Did, did actually did anybody like explicitly say that they they wanted? Did we do like a poll or something? We don't no. even know that people want Ghost Hunter. It's just the most popular one because it's, it's, it's the first. Yeah, one, it's, right? yeah. I think it's just the one that everybody's listened to most, and we thought it would be. We, we want to return. This is this is a, an experiment on our part, and uh, we thank you for your patience. Actually, it's been nearly a year since we recorded the original Ghost Hunters, and we just we'll have to do a celebration. Yeah, we should do an anniversary celebration. Yeah, this is kind of like a season two situation. Yeah. Is this kind of? Kind of. I think we're really hitting our stride. We're going to see how many new like sort of story worlds we add in the future because I think that continuing some of our older stories um, could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So Ghost Hunters now. And Ghost Hunters in the future. And actually the rest of the podcast is just Ghost Hunters from now on. <laughs> it's, just... it's just Ghost Hunters all the way down. Anyway, everyone, remember that we love you. We love you. We come to light of a relatively nice home. White steps, a sort of New England-style pillars, and a wide deck all the way around the house. It's at the end of a lonely street, and there are too many cars parked out front. The mailbox... There aren't usually these this many cars in Lonely Street. Yes, the street is called Lonely Street. It is a lonely, lonely street. The mailbox reads, Horsley. And it's spelled like three or four different times in different ways. <laughs> different ways. With and without S's. One of them has a Z in there. Out front is an elderly woman, probably 85, sitting on a swinging bench, smoking a cigar with a black hat on her lap. This is Roswitha. Wait, Ros Roswitha? What, what? Roswitha? Roswitha? I, don't, I just... Trying to figure out what the hell the name you just said Ros was. What, what is the word? Rosvita. Rosvita. Rosvita is a name. Rosvita is a name. Rosname. Rosvita. Rosalind. Rosalind. Roswitha. Rosalind. Let's just go with her. Rosalind. It's a Rosvita is absurdly German. I thought it was just a regular <laughs> it's name. Like, Rosa what? It's an absurdly German name. Okay. This is Rosalind Horsley, though she pronounces it Horsley. She does pronounce it both horsely and horsely. She pronounces it horsely, horsely. <laughs> she pronounces it horsely because of the cigars, you know, the many cigars. Horsley, Rosalind, horsely. <clears throat> ah, the first time we've actually come up with a character voice before doing the first line. Um, and Rosalind is the matriarch of the Horsley clan, a clan that still enjoys quite a bit of 
New England pump out here on the lonely, what was the island's name? Uh, I said Ghost Island, but that's too on the nose. Uh, the flute-shaped mountain. <laughs> flute-shaped mountain. Let's, uh, let's call it Howling Cliffs. Howling Cliffs, the island of Howling Cliffs. Howling Cliffs, but it's like it's also spelled really weird. Yes. There's like three E's in there that shouldn't be in there. It's actually Howling, a question mark, Cliffs. <laughs> and she... <clears throat> I'm going to do this voice. Okay. Titus, Titus, bring me a, bring me an ashtray. Titus. She yells toward the house over her shoulder. Oh my God, I just destroyed my throat. And uh, a young man comes out, walking out of the house looking like Horsley, but like our doctor, professor, doctor, doctor, professor of, of physiotherapy, Horsley, but taller and younger. This is Titus Horsley. And he's discussing with the funeral director. Give him a voice. Titus talks like this. Titus is large and muscular and a younger, the younger brother of our physiotherapist, Horsley. No, I insist. A closed casket. It has to be a closed casket. Have you seen? Not to be gruesome. Titus! Yes, mother. Yes, mother. I'm coming. And he looks around for an ashtray and just finds like a, a like a, and then just grabs the ha still half full coffee cup in the, um, funeral director's hands and says don't mind if I do and uh, <laughs> takes it spills the coffee out into the lawn and then or just tosses the coffee pretty aggressively out into the lawn <laughs> tosses the coffee out into the lawn <laughs> over the funeral director's car <laughs> and um shoves the coffee cup under his mother's nose that's not my ashtray Titus well it's gonna have to make you're gonna have to make do with this okay mom and he drops the ash the makeshift ashtray into her lap. Mm. Mm. Do you want to do the funeral director? Well, I suppose we can <laughs> do um, a closed casket, uh, but it's going to cost you less because open casket costs more. Yes, uh, you're going to be saving about a. Uh, well, we 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 don't want that. Uh, says R Rosalind. Says um, Rosalind. Rosalind Horsley. Uh, we want, we want expensive. We want lavish, lavish for my boy. Lavish, yes, lavish. Of course, yes, I think we could find something lavish. Let me check. Yes, sir, there's a. Terrence would have wanted it that way. And beside, do we have a first name for Professor Horsley? Terrence and Titus. I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. Terrence would have wanted it that way. And you know, we gotta show the the neighborhood that we come from good money. And she puffs on the cigar. Yes, yes, of course, the neighborhood, the neighborhood. <laughs> Just a screaming, <laughs> awful cough. <laughs> yes. Um. And Titus claps her on the back gently. He's used to these demonic screeches from his mother. <laughs> um, uh, the funeral director looks around at Lonely Street, in which there are no other houses in the neighborhood. There's a couple of empty plots where houses may once have been, but are no longer. And he says, well, if we're going to go and look at our uh, most expensive options, I think we can look at um, a uh, mahogany with a gold and silver trim on the edges. and a uh, Mother, Titus says, mother, this is not fiscally responsible. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, didn't Dr. Horsley have kind of a British accent too? Get down from there. What are you all doing in there? I don't remember. Oh, what does it matter? Oh, fuck. I don't know. 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He could have just studied in, 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 you know, in Cambridge. Sure, sure. At the end of this story, um, our own Anne Hathaway might even, you know, start pronouncing the H. Who knows? I just have a huge meta talk. Mm-hmm. Huge link. If we anyway, we'll just move on. You don't want to tell me? You don't want to tell me. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, it may not happen <laughs> because you may drive the plot in possible directions. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So, mother. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about the mahogany gold silver trim or something like that? We could do a closed casket. We can do whatever. Yeah, it sounds, sounds good. Just give me the most expensive one. Mother, this is not fiscally responsible. I know you want to show off, but who are you going to show off to anyway? Nobody's going to attend this thing. Yes, uh, why don't I just leave you guys with these um, options and you can uh, make some decisions, uh, make something, give me a call in uh, you know, the afternoon or tomorrow morning if you decide on an option that you uh, seem to prefer. Yes, no? Mm. Um, can you understand anything I'm saying? D- the, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> the two Horsleys are locked in a fierce staring <laughs> battle and then at some point um, hello, hello. Which actually, which which one of you is actually going to be paying for this? Because I should be speaking to the one in charge of paying for anything. Which should be one of you two. I don't know which one it is though. And Titus turns around to look at the funeral director. You're still here. I'm just yes, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here. I'm just gonna leave this. And the the funeral director puts two pieces of paper on the edge of the um the edge of the railing, and he sort of nods and and bows deeply to both of them and says. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. I'm sorry. Condolences. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And he, um, Did you say I love uh, you? White. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, pulls a handkerchief out of his, out of his pocket and, uh, you know, click, 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 like a, like drops down the stairs really quickly and wipes the coffee off of his windshield, gets in his car and drives off. I'm keeping this service small, mother. There won't be anyone there for you to impress with your lavish spending. It's not for anyone else. It's for the family. Not to be uh, blunt, but there's not much family left now, is there? Titus! I just don't want anybody interfering again. Not after what happened last time. Your father's funeral was an anomaly. That kind of thing doesn't happen in this family. Whatever you say, mother. And he starts walking toward the house again, leaving her alone on the swinging bench. Titus! And she throws the coffee mug off of the porch. Now get me my ashtray. And we don't hear it chatter. Because it's, it's a plastic cup. <laughs> we don't know why. It's just, it's, it was a paper it's cup in my mind. Be, it was a paper cup in my it's mind. It's supposed to be a cliffhanger. It just, it lands in the grass. <laughs> Sam, you can't be ruining. It could be any number of spooky things. She throws, okay, she throws the coffee mug off of the porch and we don't hear it shatter. <laughs> You're ruining my cliffhanger. My flute-shaped cliffhanger. We cut back to the old barnacle. The crumbling, dilapidated, mucky, moisty, moldy, shitty, shitty, bad, wow. bad, wow. awful hotel. Wow. All right. Well, Nelson Cameroon would have some words for you. Maybe like three. And Anne returns to their to the room that the four have lodged in, and um, just sort of. Why don't we? What, what if we take it from Graham's perspective? So Anne's already there. I want to do something. I want to have Anne do something. That's the thing. Great. Awesome. Never mind. Go for it. So Anne arrives at their room and stops in the middle of the the room and, and breathes and. <sighs> 
thinks to herself, it's okay, it's okay. You just came on too strong again, as you always do, but it's not, it wasn't that embarrassing. No, nobody else is going to remember that. Plus, plus it's, it's just Harriet who's, who's mean. And then she thinks maybe she can do something nice for Harriet. Maybe show her appreciation for taking her along on the trip, you know? And she looks at, at the, the, the four beds in the room and, and how everybody has set up their, their things. Um, Graham has a wild set of like adapters and shit <laughs> connecting all his different Game Boy systems together. He's, he's like, got a piece of cardboard taped on the up arrow on his Game Boy as he's taking a little <gasps> bike up a up a cliff oh to go God. back down over and over and over again to hatch some eggs. What an incredible reference. <laughs> Softy, this is incredible. We, you and I both did the little exploit to the to get a million hatch fucking eggs. steps. Yeah. So he's got he's got a little exploit going there. For for Spencer, um Spencer has already found a, a spot between the between the rotting wood beams where he can lodge his pull-up bar. <laughs> um, but he seems very optimistic about the, the, structural, the structural integrity, integrity is... there. <laughs> and Harriet's stuff isn't really unpacked yet. It's just sort of tossed onto her bed, except for this little box on her nightstand. And Anne, Anne is just too curious. She can't stop herself. She opens this little box and um, finds inside a seashell with... Um, a little silvery thread holding it shut. And she thinks, oh, it's like a little amulet thing, you know? It's so nice. Maybe I can write her a sweet little message and, and put it inside. Oh, my God. And she goes yes. off and she finds a piece of paper in her notebook and she, she rips it out and she writes a few lines for Harriet in Niambic Pentameter. And then... No, you have to improvise the lines! <laughs> oh, the, uh, improvise lines, improvise lines. Um, oh, Harriet, beloved friend of mine, mm -hmm. apologize I do for thinking things were fine. Okay, kind of sassy, but I like it. <laughs> I write to you in... in I, I write to you in subtle verse <laughs> to make things well and not so terse. <laughs> And she folds the little paper up and she reaches for the little shell for the little silvery string in order to push the paper inside. And in just that moment, Anne, are you okay? Graham's voice comes from behind. And that makes Anne jump and drop the little shell out of her hands and down, down to the floor where it pops open. And a streak of purple light with a little ball at the end rises up in the air, and then dives deep, deep into her throat. And she goes, what the hell was that? Crikey! <laughs> Crikey! Blimey! <laughs> and Graham's face falls. Cut. That's where the scene ends. Graham, Graham may not even see anything. Yeah. Um, and she, she turns around. To see Graham. She, she, she turns around, her cheeks glowing vaguely purple, and sees Graham. Oh, hello, Graham. What, what happened? Weren't we in the gym? Where are we? Says Dr. Horsley. But in Anne's voice, right? 
in Dr. Horsley's voice in Anne's body. I, I think we should differentiate the voice. It's an audio podcast. If we do her voice, it's going to be so confusing. Wouldn't it be amazing, though, if he spoke the way that Anne I mean, I think I'm saving us from having to do Anne's voice any longer, actually. So let's jump to um, Harriet and Spencer. Harriet is already looking back and forth down the rows of old stone tombstones. Spencer is still trying to squeeze through the rusted cast iron bars as I watch Sam make the most hilarious face I've ever seen him make as I think he's about to enter the character of an old gravekeeper, but I can't tell for sure. Yes, you have correctly identified me. Well, hello there, young one, says the oldest, leatheriest woman Harriet has ever seen. A a hunk of hunchback, a hulk of hump, a woman as tall as she is wide with an enormous serrated edged shovel, which she's using as a cane. She looks at the two. You aren't supposed to be here unless you're paying your respects to the dead or being dead and respected yourselves. Otherwise, you are just disturbing the kind spirits that may still roam these old stones. Um, it, um... And Spencer starts to squeeze through the cast iron bars, but he's kind of stuck around his midsection, his shoulders and his hips too wide. He's got that snatch waist. (laughs) (laughs) Graveyards closed, kiddos. Um, Yes. Due to COVID. um, (laughs) Ghosts are really good at spreading that shit. (laughs) Um, I'm so so sorry. Um, We're just, we're here to visit the grave of of a friend of ours. We actually are here to, to pay respects. He's, mm-hmm. he's just not mm-hmm. he's just not in the grave yet. Which gentleman would this be then? Um, Hor- Horsley? And Harriet nods. Yeah, Dr. Terrence Horsley. He was our gym teacher? Gym, gym? Physio, physiotherapy, a- says Spencer. He's a, he's a physiotherapy specialist, I think. Yeah, I don't remember what happened last episode. The gravekeeper's eyes go wide and she says, Terrence Horsley. Hmm. Well, I'll be not very surprised because I've been digging his grave for the past few hours. But let me ask you, why would you visit an empty grave? Well, he's very important to us. And we didn't want to disrupt the family during the ceremony. And he's like looking at Harriet for some sort of excuse. Harriet narrows her eyes and reads the woman takes a risk. Let me be honest with you. Mr. Horsley isn't really dead in the traditional sense. The woman raises her eyebrows again, even further. And says, All right, now I get to try the voice. Well, then, I suppose I might just close the grave back up. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and she turns around and starts walking back over, hefting the shovel. I'll just get right to it. <laughs> Harriet pockets the, the notebook with all of her, her notes on the, the Horsley, Horsley grave plot and, and, and runs up beside the woman and says, um, it's, it's more complicated. So the body, there is a body, there's, there's, there's still a grave needed, um, mm. but his soul hasn't left the mortal realm. And she like tries to look the woman in the eyes. And the woman 
blinks expectantly. <laughs> and Harriet says, like a ghost. But it has left his body. Yes. So that yes, body is dead. That body is dead. dead. That's a dead body. Dead bodies go in the ground, usually. Usually. Uh, actually, always. I don't I don't know why I said usually. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes they get, like, incinerated. Uh, maybe maybe this will help. And uh, Harriet pulls out her, her wallet. She flips through. And then she pulls out a card. It's an old yellow-tinted card with a name on the front. And it says Bartleby in flowery old letters. And she hands the gravekeeper the card. And the gravekeeper looks at the card and says, Mm-hmm. 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 Honey, I'm nearly blind, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer has has gone up to them at this point and says, It's um it's Bartleby. Uh Ghost, they wouldn't be called ghost hunters because they don't hunt them. Yes, right? it's, they, it's, it's, it says Bartleby, um, experts on ghosts. And uh, uh, spiritual rest services. Oh, I see. This is a business proposition, says the woman. Um, yeah, I, no. I've been needing some ghost hunters to clear out this old cemetery. We got so many of these poltergeists and we got a wraith and we got a... <laughs> we got a, we got a various different types of soup wraiths, <laughs> tossing soup around left and right. You wouldn't believe the amount of clam chowder rates there are around here. <laughs> bisques, lobster bisques rates. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 my father's name. My family does a a a ghost cleaning service. Um, we don't clean the ghosts, but we clean the area of ghosts. It's complicated. <laughs> Not that ghosts are inherently unclean beings, Spencer says. It's just they're 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 ethereal. They don't actually collect dirt or anything. And Harriet says, "We're we're not like him and me. We're not professionals. We're just sort of here because our friend, our friend, yeah." He's he's a ghost, and he's dead. I mean, he's not dead. He's we're trying to unghost. He's not dead. Yes, we're trying yes. to unghost him. Put him back in his body. Yes, his soul back in his body. So you have the soul says the woman. Yes. Not not physically on or uh, not spiritually or physically on me, but we do we possess, we own the soul. We're not possessed. We uh, <laughs> we possess the we have the soul. So, if the soul isn't here and the body isn't here, why are you here? says the woman. <laughs> We're trying to do this sort of secretively. We're trying to get Terence Horsley, Do- Dr. Horsley's soul back in his body sort of before he gets buried so that he doesn't ever really get buried. So we need to, we're like scouting the grave. Yeah. So we're hoping that you, you might, maybe you could help us so we could get to the body before he gets buried. So we could put the soul, put, put his soul back in his body um, and maybe avoid the whole funeral altogether. That would be nice. One less, one less ghost in your ghost yard, graveyard. The woman says, Hmm. Well, just one slight problem with that. And they round a bend and approach the open grave of Dr. Horsley at the end of the path. And there's a man standing next to it, a Middle Eastern man, dashingly attractive, who turns around and smiles at them. And the woman says, you're not the first to ask that. And Dr. Faisal smiles wide.
do you want to do a cold open? Do you just want to like we're gonna have? I've got a cold open for us. Yeah, I've got a. I've got a. You know what? Fuck it. Fucking fuck it. Fucking fuck it. A cold open. Fucking fuck it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you ready? <laughs>